Hey friends, welcome back to Let's Chat. Today I am super excited to continue our conversation on whole motherhood, mind, body, and soul, and to our next piece, the body. And so we're going to talk with friend Gabrielle Westbrook about the body and all that she's done learning about somatic work, especially through trauma and things that she's been through with betrayal trauma in her marriage um, and how she uses this to really connect to herself. One thing I want you to keep an ear out for is a word that Allie used in her podcast a lot. And Gabrielle brings it into our conversation as well. So listen for that and let me know what you think. Here we go. Thank you so much, Gabrielle, for hanging out with me for a little bit. Um, I want to go ahead and get started. And if you could give like a brief um, introduction, I forgot the words. If you could give a brief <laughs> introduction to yourself um, and kind of what yeah. you do. Yeah, well, thanks for asking me and, and thanks for having me. Um, my name is Gabrielle Westbrook. Um, I am a, <laughs> I, always, I don't know how to explain this to people. I'm a coach and I'm a therapist. So I am a certified Enneagram coach. Um, so I use the Enneagram in my coaching practice. I'm also a certified rapid transformational therapist as well as a hypnotherapist. And so um, use subconscious uh, mind healing modalities in my coaching as well. Um, and also trauma informed, um, in the sense that I work a lot with women who have been betrayed in their romantic relationships. And so Mm -hmm. that is a form of trauma. Um, and so, yeah, just kind of all kind of a myriad of things, but yeah, coach and a therapist. And those are the main kinds of, um, practices I use in my coaching. One of the things that like we got to know each other a little bit through um, full and free, like when we started doing that, because you were working with Christy at the time. And so, but like, as you're transitioning into your own space and doing your own work, like I continue to follow and like, we've chatted like here and there about things. And the, the thing that I find really connective with you is that even though like yours is betrayal trauma in a sense of like Mm -hmm. with a relationship between um, a spouse or a partner or whatever it may be. Um, mm-hmm. I've really been able to connect with you during that time because in a sense, I, I've felt betrayed by one of my kids, by some things that have mm-hmm. gone on in our home and everything. And so being able mm-hmm. to like really act, I'm terrible at this. And I think you can see that too, because we're both nine. So we have that. That's like the harder, the hardest part for us, right? Is to connect to our bodies and to move. Yeah. And so, but it's, at the same time, it's so important. And so I can easily like during this, I can find myself really closing down and just want to, to sit on the couch and like disappear in my shows or whatever, because mm-hmm. mentally and physically I'm mm-hmm. done. Like, you know, it's like mm-hmm. when you give and give to give to one person, you can kind of forget about yourself, and what yourself needs. And then at the same time, because I do have extra people in the house, little mm-hmm. people and not so little people, you know, 15, 13 and six, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to put yourself where you need to be, you know, and that's why wholeness or, you know, like I say whole motherhood, but it could really be whole self, like whole womanhood or whatever it may be I'm finding is like so important. And so that's why 
when I saw you talk about like the somatic part of it and like learning like the breath techniques and grounding yourself and and all of that and it's just like I don't get very emotional I can hide it very easily and like I started tearing up during that I was just like okay I'm becoming mm. present like and my body you know yes some of that so like as you're working with that what is what are some suggestions or what have you found like the importance of that in your own life yeah well I first want to comment on what you said about, you know, like I haven't gone through betrayal trauma specifically the way you've gone through it, but I resonate with so much of what you're saying. And that Mm. tends to be the thing that I hear the like one of the most common things I hear. And it's really, that's always struck me really interestingly, because I think betrayal trauma is very niche. Like there are very specific things that when you haven't betrayed in your romantic relationship, you deal with. But what I have found personally and all my clients, it's like, it, it catapults you into realizing, oh, there's all these other things in my life that I haven't been able to address or I've been avoiding or I've been um, just not looking at, you know, right. for so long. And so it, 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 I think what this journey has been for me has been like an uncovering of yeah. lots of different traumas, right? And I, I say the word trauma because um, well, we have to like identify, right? Like what is trauma first? I think that's one of the main things that people can get kind of scared about or backpedal from like, no, 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 no. That's not trauma. That's not traumatic, you know? Um, and I think in order to be able to really find the healing you're looking for and do, you have to identify that what you've gone through is traumatic to you. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a really important piece of even starting somatic work is like owning that you've gone through something traumatic and there's capital T traumas, there's little T traumas, you know? So, and here's the thing, you know, this is why siblings are so different. You and I could have been siblings, grown up in the same home and a parent could have yelled at me or yelled at both of us. And like, I could have taken that as really traumatic and you could have been completely fine. Right. Right. And so it's, right. that's what we have to get, uh, understanding. We have to understand about our own lives and why working with someone who is trauma informed is so important is because then we can say, okay, my system was overwhelmed in this moment. And I didn't know how to respond. That's a lowercase T trauma, you know? And in that moment you left your body, right? Cause leaving our bodies is a survival technique. Exactly. To- you know, we dissociate or we numb out or all these sorts of things. Right. Um, so I, I just had to say that first in order to answer your question. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, there's this one quote, I actually brought it with me that I wanted to read because this is why, um, doing somatic work is so important. I think so it's by, um, Peter Levine, who is the creator of somatic experiencing. He's written lots of books on trauma. And he says, in short, trauma is about a loss of connection to ourselves, to our bodies, to our families, to others, and to the world around us. Mm -hmm. This loss of connection is often hard to recognize because it doesn't happen all at once. It can happen slowly over time. And we adapt to these subtle changes sometimes without even noticing that we're doing them. These are the hidden effects of trauma, the ones that most of us keep to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so I share that because, um, yeah, it, it just shows all the losses of connection that trauma can bring one of them being to our bodies. So 
that's why I think that that is the foundation, I think, of knowing if this work is for you or not. Um, And then to get to your question of like, so what, what have I, can you repeat what you asked me? Yeah. Just like how it's like, what's been beneficial for me or something? Yeah, that's what it was. How can, how have you seen the somatic work be beneficial in your healing? Yes. I mean, it literally changes everything. And, and I think somatic work is interesting because it's not about fixing things. It's not about changing things. It's a lot about acceptance. It's coming Mm. to acceptance and compassion for the honest, your honest reality and your honest experience that we get so used to adapting to, you know? So it brings you into, it's just for noticing. It's just for observing because your body speaks to you through so many different ways, right? It speaks to you through sensations. It speaks to you through movement. It speaks to you through impulse. It speaks to you through all these sorts of things. And so doing somatic work for me personally has just reawakened all of those things that I had cut myself off from. Mm. Obviously, subconsciously, some some consciously, but a lot of it's just adapting in survival mode over time. Right. Um, so yeah, it just like reawakened a whole new layer of myself. And I actually am doing somatic experiencing work with a somatic experiencing practitioner and psychotherapist right now, like personally. And the other day she asked me, she was like, where do you like, where do you feel the most safe? And I was like, with myself, Mm -hmm. like, and I I would have never been able to answer like that prior. Um, And I think I can attribute it to all of that, um, that somatic work, including the body in trauma work is really the only way to heal. So yeah. Long yeah. story long. That's how no, it is. It's okay. It's okay. Um, one of the, the interesting things, um, when going back a little bit of what you were talking about, like with our childhood, and you know, say if your parents said, for instance, like, okay, so if my parents were talking to me and they every time they wanted if every time I wanted to say something, they would put me off or whatever, right? I could hear that as I don't matter. I'm not important. My yeah. voice doesn't matter. Right. But so another child could hear that as um, you need to learn to be quiet or you don't have enough worth. Right. And so it's really interesting to me how our childhood can really shape how we see the world. Like, you know, and that's mm-hmm. one of the things that mm-hmm. because like, because of the Enneagram, I've been able to more observant when you said that it just reminded me of how much like work it really takes to like the starting point of, okay, so this is you here. How can we get you here? And then just like the different steps along the way, like being that nine, like how, what are some steps that you do to help really acknowledge your body and how it's feeling? Yeah. Ooh, this one's tough to answer because it's going to be unique to every single person. And it is a process. Like it wasn't like I could just start with like acknowledging my body right right away. You know what I mean? I had to be like, being a nine also, (laughs) um, and being, you know, dominant in the body center, but repressed in it, 
Right. And it's interesting, like for me personally, I mean, I come from a high level athletic background. I started gymnastics when I was three years old. I was on the Olympic route. I was homeschooled, like gymnastics in my life. And so if I think about, if we think about that objectively, it's like, I was very in tune with my body. I knew exactly what was going on. I was so connected to my body and all the ailments and how I felt. And I could tell when something was off so, so easily, but I wasn't connected to it in the way we're speaking about today. Like I wasn't in tune with it emotionally. And I think gymnastics for me specifically, um, was a, a contributor in learning me learning how to cut that off because if I did have any pain, huh. I would be in trouble because I, I wasn't allowed to express that to my coach. My coach right. would literally get mad at us if we were hurt. So I would have to hear, like, I would have to know that I'm in pain and then say that, like, we're going to shove that to the shadow. We're just going to not look at that because I don't want to get in trouble. Right. And the then performance- I think over time, but the performance versus the emotional, like having to balance that. Yeah. So that's a really hard pattern to unlearn. Um, and so for me, I just started slowly. Um, I just started doing, um, it's, I don't know. It's hard to, (laughs) again, my, my, my experiences, I think in like different in that I've I've always had that connection to my body because of gymnastics and all of my sports after that. And then I became a pure bar instructor. And so learning about like somatic experiencing exercises and trauma releasing exercises, right. If we're talking about like somatic releasing modalities within pure bar, within the pure bar world or within any bar class, the goal is to like get into that tension point in your muscles where you start to feel that vibration. You start to feel your muscles shaking. And it's just interesting. I was going, I was doing pure bar classes where you're experiencing that throughout my entire time where I was experiencing trauma that wasn't being addressed with my husband. And so I really do think that that helped me a lot without even cognitively knowing that that was helping me. Right. So I just think about little things like that in terms of like, even just like stretching, right. Even just doing, getting into the body in, in more opening, more, releasing types of modalities it doesn't have to look like somatic practices so to speak but it can be helping you so I just like to say that because it doesn't have to be this like on a pedestal kind of thing it can just be in your day-to-day life where you are you know just even just saying like "Mm," like noticing like your clothes on your skin like Mm. what does that contact feel like you know or like sitting in your chair and being like what does it feel like for my body to be contacting this thing that I'm sitting on? Like, can I notice that contact? Right. So it can just be really mindful things to start with. Um, and then from there, what's been helpful for me is doing forms of expression through the body. So I love, um, there's this modality, uh, it's like an actual, a fitness and actually a, a fitness modality, but it's called Kinergy. Um, and that is a huge yeah. opening expression type of body work, um, but it's fitness, right? It's not like right. actual somatic experiencing work, but it's, it's totally plays a part in, in that. So that's kind of how I started before I dove deep into like the stuff that I'm doing now too. <laughs> and when you were talking, the thing that came to mind is just like, you're talking about the clothes or just realizing you know, how you're feeling. Like it, it's about becoming present because a lot of times, yeah. 
when things are hard, we don't want to be present. We don't want to feel it. We don't want to acknowledge how our body's feeling because emotionally we're already wrecked. So what's mm-hmm. like one more thing, one more thing to add to this list. Like you're yeah. saying like just being able to like sit up and like feel like the stretch in your back or taking a deep breath mm-hmm. and feeling that like, and just becoming mm-hmm. present in the moment. And mm-hmm. like, I find that so important, like, especially like as a mom, this is like um, this business with like coaching, right. And trying to help moms and then dealing with my own stuff as a mom over mm-hmm. here, you know, and it's like, it's, it's, it's hard to be present here and here. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, I really want to be able to, I feel like too, when you're doing those, you're opening yourself <laughs> up, right. To emotions, to feelings, to yeah connection. And it's like, that's so hard to want to do that. So say if someone's trying to like start off to really connect mm-hmm. to their body um, mm-hmm. on a basic like daily thing, like you said, like it doesn't have to be huge, right? It could be like yeah. five minutes of breath work, suggestions, beginner tips that you would give, like you said, in another, like the shirt, but what are some like tangible yeah. things that someone could take away? Yeah. So I would say like, here's the thing. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be awkward. It's going to be all those kinds of emotions. And is it worth it to you to start this, right? Like we kind of have to get real. We have to get clear with ourselves. We have to kind of get direct with ourselves. It's like, you know, this isn't something that you're going to get better at if you just continue to think about doing it. Like it has to be something that you just commit to as a lifestyle, as part of your journey, you know? And so- that is, I would say the first step is just like, do you want to do this? Can you commit to a few minutes a day? That's all, that's all you need to create the shift, to start creating the shift, you know? Um, so that's where I would start. And then I would get really, so the, the body doesn't speak in the language of logic. Mm. The body speaks in the language of sensation Okay. It speaks in a lot of different languages, but it speaks in the body uh, or the language of sensation. Okay. So I would start to create, I, I have all of my clients do this and um, we're actually in my um, afterglow membership for women healing after betrayal. We're actually going through the whole month of somatic mindfulness. And so something I have them do is create a sensation word list for yourself, just literally on a piece of paper or in a journal, just write sensation word list. And I, you know, to get practical, if you're not going to remember, or if your days just are crazy, set a timer on your phone, set an alarm on your phone that goes off like twice a day, maybe once in the afternoon, once in the evening, and just spend 30 seconds to five minutes. It doesn't even have to be anything crazy. And just get present. Like you were saying, get present. Yeah. And just ask yourself, like, Maybe you have to start with the emotions, right? It's like, okay, I'm noticing some anxiety, right? Okay, where am I noticing it? Okay, I'm noticing it in like my upper stomach, like my solar plexus area. Okay, now how do I know that I feel anxiety? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm sensing this like buzzing and this like quaking sensation in my body, yeah. right? So it's it's what we're talking about here is the felt sense. And it's like, how do I know that I'm feeling a certain way? 
that's the felt sense. And so getting just, and then, okay, so buzzing and quaking or vibrating, right? Write those down. Okay. And then the next time you do it, okay, maybe I have to start with the emotion. I have to get a little bit more surface and say, okay, what's the emotion? Okay. Now what tells me that I feel that way? Where do I feel that in my body? What does it feel like in my body? And these can be words like heavy, light, cold, warm, tingly, right? So it's not, we're not describing emotion. We're describing a sensation. So just get, get familiar with that language that your body speaks. Um, and then from there, I would say the next thing, and the last thing I'll leave you guys with is once you can get familiar with your body's language through yeah. sensation, then start tracking it like in daily things. So you have kids, you're probably in the car a lot <laughs> when you're, <laughs> when you're driving, right? Um, what do I, what sensations do I notice when I'm driving? I guarantee you, your jaws probably clenched. Your shoulders are probably up to your ears. Your back might be hunched. You might notice a pain in your lower back, huh? Right. Have like, you, have you been driving to... with me? Like all these years, <laughs> <laughs> you describe every, every drive with me. So, so in your daily things that you just do in your life, right. And this is what I said in the beginning, somatic work means a lot of things, but if we're talking about this specifically, Somatic work is just about getting, seeing what the reality is, right? Getting compassionate, getting mm. honest, and just noticing and observing what actually is happening in your body. Because again, we're not trying to fix it or change it. We're just trying to connect back with it because that's, you know, when you move on with somatic work, that teaches you a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but so coming back to you're tracking your sensations, now start tracking them in daily things that you do. If you're in the car or, even when you eat food or when you go to the bathroom, right? D things that you just do on a daily basis, just start to track that. Like, huh, what am I noticing right now in my body when I do these things? Um, and then, you know, when you're tracking them in daily activities, then I would say start tracking them in like challenging moments, mm -hmm. right? Like when you're having an argument with one of your kids or if you're having an argument with your partner, it's like, start tracking like, oh, what am I noticing right now? in yeah. my body. Right. So it's just, just a little progression to start getting reacquainted with your body's language. That's really good. Being a body type lately with all the stress that I've been going through, like I can really feel it in my body and mm -hmm. becoming more aware of like the tension, especially like I have it a lot in my neck and my shoulders. Mm -hmm. Right. And my jaw, like you said, right. So it's like the clenching <laughs> or the, you know, the up shoulders or whatever it may be. Um, yeah. And so that's, yeah, that's going to be so hard when you, like you said, like just being present and, and emotionally there. Yeah. And really you know, hard. if it, the one thing I'll say is again, this is a practice. So maybe at first, like we just have to know it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to be fearful. Maybe it might bring up some thoughts. It might bring some up some emotions and fears. We have to expect that at some level, but if right. you find yourself like flooding, if it's like, Whoa, triggering, I've touched something that like, Ooh, that does not like that feels like more than just uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, what I like to think about the body is like, a, it's like a container, right? Like this is the periphery and then inside, like where my organs are and all these things, are, that's the insides. And so okay. if it feels too much, if you're flooding, if you go look, like if you bring your eyes inward, bring your eyes to the outward, just notice the, notice how your skin is a boundary between your body and the world around you. Just notice that right? Okay. So if it's too much, come to the outside, come to the periphery. 
and then gradually start to work your way inside with the sensation. So that would just be my kind of word to the wise of just tracking that for yourself. That's really good. Yeah. It can be very overwhelming to when you really start diving in um, to be able to have yourself back if you get overwhelmed. Because yes. a lot of times I know like with myself and I'm sure other people as well, like if you get overwhelmed on something, it's so easy right then just to stop and not do anymore. Cause you're like, okay, that right. was, that was way too much. You know, it's like when you go yep. work out for the first time and you decide to like jog two miles and then lift weights, you know, it's like, yeah. No, yeah. let's start off with a treadmill. It's okay. Let's just put it in a one and just walk like, you know, right. and so this right. is kind of the same thing with breathing and just noticing small things about your body and then working up as you're becoming more careful with, and the wanting of, um, understanding yourself or exactly what we call that is like growing your window of tolerance right and if we think of like a window in this little middle section we don't want to be hyper aroused we don't want to be super triggered and also Mm -hmm. we don't want to be in hypo arousal where we're numbed out and depressed and all those things so what we want to do is we want to find our sweet spot of like okay what feels uncomfortable but tolerable Mm -hmm. and continue growing that window of tolerance, you know, uh, over time. Um, but I love what you said about, it's not just do it. Oh, that didn't feel good. Never going to do it again. This right. is it's, it has to be trial and error. There has to be some acceptance that, you know, you're, you're trying to find your window of tolerance. You're trying to find your, your what's uncomfortable, but tolerable space. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I love that, that you said that, cause that I always say that like, it, this isn't, you know, don't just stop, just bring it to the periphery right. and just leave it there for the day. Try it again the next day, you know? So yeah. I love that you said that. Yeah. And that's one thing that I'm learning that with growth comes pain. <laughs> and if you're not ready for the pain and you don't want to experience the pain, then mm-hmm. it's not time. Like you're, you're not going to be able to fully grow and heal Yeah, really comes because you can heal like the body, right? You can heal how you're mm-hmm. feeling about things um, physically. But once you mm-hmm. add in the other two, I feel like that's when it really starts. And so there's going to be pain during mm-hmm. during that growth time and that healing. Um, so, yeah, so if you just take one section at a time, like wherever you feel like you need it most. Um, so for me, like personally, it is the body. I need to I need to get out more. Mm-hmm. I need to walk more. I need to. Um, you know, I talk a lot about self-care. So like getting out and taking care of that self-care, like it doesn't have to be huge, but like the body work of just walking and feeling like the mm-hmm. wind against my skin or hearing, you yes. know, the rustling leaves. How does that make me feel with that? Oh, look, it's giving my body goosebumps. Like, and just like being yeah. able to like be present. Um, yes, I love that. It can literally be that simple. And, and you will experience shifts. Mm. And like we talked about, you know, those shifts might be a little bit, how do I want to say this? It's like why healing feels like breaking at first. It's that right. When you, cause you're, when you're outside in the wind and you're noticing the goosebumps and what does that make me feel right? You're, yeah. you're reawakening to a part of yourself that's been cut off or denied or repressed for a while. And so it speaking to what you said about pain, like it will bring shifts and we can experience we have to expect that they might feel a bit more painful at first, but that yeah. doesn't mean it's good. Right. It doesn't mean it's not healing. It doesn't mean it's not making positive shifts. It's actually the process of positive shifts. Right. Is experiencing 
the pain because you're coming awake to something that's been numbed for so long. That's, that's it. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Becoming awake for something that's been numb for so long. Yeah. And that can hurt. Yeah. <laughs> very, very much so. Well, what, you know, what it comes back to that question. Why did I spend decades of my life numbing that part? Because right. it was painful, it was painful. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. So just giving ourselves compassion that, you know, that is part of the process. And that's why yeah. support, however you can get support in your life. Um, hopefully if you have access to some, some kind of therapeutic support. Um, I mean, I cannot recommend that enough, especially going through a process that is healing trauma. Like we're not meant to do it on our own. We're biologically no. wired for connection. And so, yeah. um, yeah, this is not something I'm saying, yeah, just go do on your own and you'll be great. Like, yes, we can no. start these things on our own and we can do them as daily practices, but like for deeper work, like it is worth it to get support, um, for this. And I know I couldn't have done it without support. Yeah, I totally agree. 100%. Like being able to have, even on the basic level of having another friend who doesn't even try to fix it, but -hmm. just can listen and let you vent. And then if they Mm -hmm. see something like, well, you know what, why don't you try a therapy group, like a, you know, a trauma group? So, so important. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah so much for hanging out with me and sharing more about your experience and like just basic tips on how people can connect to themselves um just in the shortest moments of taking a breath and just being present yeah that's just an amazing start so yeah awesome thanks for having me this was great Mm -hmm.